Hi, this is Denise Cunningham with Refresh Her. This is a podcast targeted to women to refresh you in your heart, your home, and your life. Paul said in Romans 15.32, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. Let's open God's word together and receive the encouragement that only he can give. The Christmas season is upon us, and the day itself is rapidly approaching. For most of us, we think about Christmas as a time of celebration, of joy, of gladness, of parties, and just rejoicing in the fact that Christ came and we remember his birth at this time of year. But I know that for a lot of people, the Christmas season can also be a very difficult time. Because just because it's Christmas, it does not eliminate the fact that there are people that are suffering at this time of year. People are dealing with illness. Some have chronic pain. Some people are dealing with the loss of a loved one. Some are dealing with conflict and stress and strife. And you know, all of these are different degrees of suffering. And it may seem like a really bad time of year at Christmas to be suffering. But I want to share with you in the few minutes that we have together today how that suffering at Christmas could really even enhance our Christmas season. It can remind us of why we are even celebrating Christmas in the first place. Let me reminisce with you just a little bit. It was in the year of 2013. I was dealing with a bit of suffering at that time during the Christmas season. And I wrote my thoughts in a blog post and I described it this way. The hissing of the oxygen concentrator is steady and lulled my mother-in-law to sleep. I slip in and pull the sheet over her shoulders and turn off the lights Then lying down in my own bed, the monitor in both of our rooms and the on position, I can hear the machines hissing and also her breathing and her frequent cough. I whisper a prayer for her, comfort, and a good night's rest for her. These were the sounds of Christmas in our home quite a few years ago. My mother-in-law was suffering. She was suffering with a form of cancer. And my husband and I were suffering also with really the imminent understanding of her home going. You know, some people would say, what a terrible time to have a loved one so sick right here at Christmas time. And I'll admit that that Christmas was a really different one in our home where usually there's all kinds of activity, the celebratory kind that would include parties and my oven being putting forth all kinds of confections and our calendar just being filled with all kinds of activities and things that we were rushing about to attend. And while I admit that that year was a different sort of Christmas in our home, I have to also tell you that it brought a solemn understanding of what Christmas was all about. 
It wasn't the normal routine of Christmas movies and cantatas. Instead, it wasn't about the things that we wanted for Christmas. It was about realizing what we had been given. We had been given time, more time with my mother-in-law as she was dealing with her cancer. It was time to be able to spend at her side and asking questions, even just for our own memory's sake. Questions like, remind me again how you and dad met? And tell me about when you trusted Christ as your Savior. I remember that we had a lot of really precious talks about heaven, about things that we know from Scripture will be in heaven. And we even talked about some of the things that we imagine might be waiting for us in heaven. We sang together. We read the Scriptures. We read a book about heaven by Randy Alcorn. We laughed. And we did cry together. And really, truly, the suffering that we were experiencing put things into perspective. The stress and even the hustle and bustle that are normally a part of Christmas were completely let go of during this time. While we were resting instead in God's word and in his presence during our time of suffering. And, you know, for you and me, recognizing or seeing suffering at Christmas or even experiencing it yourself is really, truly a reminder of why Jesus came. It reminds us why we even celebrate Christmas. So if I asked you, why did Jesus have to come and be born on this earth? What would you say? Well, if we turn to scriptures, we would find several really wonderful reasons why he came. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, so death spread to all men, because all have sinned. We're reminded here that after Adam sinned, sin came to all, and as a result, so did death. Death came to all. And Jesus was born in a manger in order to give you and me hope for eternity. Not the kind of hope that we hope for something or wish for something, but it's a solid understanding. We can have the knowledge of eternity with the Lord forever because Jesus came. But you and I need to be rescued from our sin. And it's not just because sin is destructive. But you see, we cannot enter heaven with a sinful heart. And so we needed a Savior to be born to pay the penalty for our sin. The scripture even tells us that we are lost in our sin. We are on our way to hell. But Luke 19.10, Jesus said, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. For another answer to why did Jesus come, we look at um, Titus chapter 1, verse 15, and Paul answers, he says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. Paul said that Christ came to save sinners. That was 
his admission that he was a sinner, but that's also you and that's me. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. So the suffering and the sickness and the death that we experience is simply a result of sin. And you know, we don't blame God for it. It is the result of our sin nature. But what we can credit God for is that he sent Jesus to save us. That's why we celebrate Christmas. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's John 3:17. And Jesus was the only one who could pay for our sin because he was completely sinless. And Hebrews chapter 1 even teaches us that the angels couldn't even redeem us from our sin. Verse 3 says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Hebrews 2.10, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Suffering is something that no angel ever did for you or me. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed, Isaiah 53, 5. So the angels can't save us. And you know, neither could any human effort save us from hell. No good work, our baptism, our church membership, our charity efforts, it all falls short. Let me give you a little example of why our good things will not get us to heaven. At Christmas time, when we get cards in the mail, there are some really beautiful ones, but I think the prettiest ones that I receive are ones that have sparkling glitter on them. So I pull the card out of the envelope and I read the message. I read the note that the sender has written on inside. And then I throw the envelope away and I take that card and I stick it into a basket where I keep all my Christmas cards. And then I go on about my day to do my tasks. And I may be making dinner, maybe I'm wrapping a gift or I'm writing out my own cards. And then I look and I realize that everything I touch has glitter on it. Everything, because my hands had that card in, um, in the middle of that glitter. Everything I touch is covered with glitter. It's on my face. It's in my hair. It's everywhere. Have you found that to happen to you as well? That's just a silly little reminder of the way that our human efforts are all tainted by our sin. Everything we touch, everything that we would try to do, in our good efforts to get ourselves to heaven, is covered by my sinfulness. 
It's not enough that I do good things because sin is at the core of that good thing. And only the pure righteousness of Christ is sufficient to cleanse us so that we can be saved. But when we accept Christ as our Savior for our sin, now God looks at us and he sees us through the sinless Son of God, the Lord Jesus, and he sees us having never sinned. He sees us forgiven. He sees us right with him. And this is why Jesus came, to redeem us and to give us a relationship with God. And he makes sense of all the suffering that touches our lives. So, you know, really, perhaps Christmas is the best time to suffer. We have all around us the constant reminders that Christ came to prevent our eternal suffering and to keep our current suffering in perspective. Thinking back on when my mother-in-law was suffering with cancer at Christmas time and I was watching her sleep, I had to remind myself that this is why Jesus came. And it was worth it all when she eventually took her last breath and she saw Jesus face to face. Revelation 21.4 is such a precious promise. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, and neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. Friends, our suffering will not last forever if we are saved, if you truly know Christ as your Savior. And if it seems like your suffering is getting very old, listen to verse 5 of Revelation 21. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. It will be worth it all one day when we see Jesus. All these things will be in the past No longer will they be a part of our lives. So yes, even suffering can remind us that he was born in a manger and he came to end the plight of our sin. And one day he will also end every bit of suffering. Father, I pray right now for whoever is listening that may be suffering illness or loss or trials. Lord, help us to remember that it will be worth it all one day when we see your lovely face. The suffering of this present time cannot be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Thank you for coming to die for us so that we could see you and spend eternity with you in heaven. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Denise for Refresh Her. God bless you. And I pray that you have a Christmas that is filled with the joy of knowing Jesus, the one who came to end all suffering. Be sure to check out the show notes for links that are relatable to the episode that you just heard. Why not share this episode with someone else that you know who needs to be refreshed?